Hello, and welcome to Influenza. Uh, my name is Yari Nadavtal. I'm your host. And today we have a good friend of mine, writer, comedian, uh, improviser, just all around funny guy. Um, his improv team, My Mama's Biscuits, plays all over the place. They're a really wonderful team. Um, and you can see him every Saturday at the pit playing with North Coast, a hip-hop improv team. Uh, yes, that is correct. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, say hello. Uh, don't say hello because you're alone. Say hello to Michael Poole. Hey, I mean, you can say hello if you want to. I mean, I, I won't know you did it, but like, I feel like it'll create human connection. Yeah. Yeah. And you could even like send Mike uh, a text and yeah. say hello. Just dial, Just <laughs> dial some numbers, hit yeah. and hope. And, uh, you know, you can send me a text, hit me up on Facebook, you know, just once again, hit and hope. Yeah. Just like try to find me. Yeah. You can text Mike at H-O-P-E. Yeah. And that's his, that's his, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> phone number. Yeah, it's all uh, about praying to contact me just like my mother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you talk to your mom a lot? I actually do. My mom, yeah. my mom calls me a decent amount. It's almost, it's almost to the point where I should call her more, but she calls me so much that I'm like, oh, she'll call tomorrow. Yeah. Then I'm just like, I, like, I'm, this is the worst one-sided relationship ever. Like, yeah. I am a dog to my mother, apparently. Yeah. And I'm discovering this on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I had some, uh, uh, discoveries about my, like, family, like, mm-hmm. at, like, really inconvenient times. Just, like, internal discoveries. Mm-hmm. Like, not, like, during therapy when it's productive. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. at work, I'm like... Oh, I'm like my dad in this way, and I was like, "Oh shit! Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't be having this discovery right yeah. now." It's like I gotta work. <laughs> um, but Mike, mm-hmm. uh, you picked some songs that I don't know. Uh, you picked one yes. song that I do know that I'm excited to talk about, and I'm excited just to talk to you because okay. you're a great conversation. Oh, I, I when you asked me to do it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna talk about music with Yari. There's no <laughs> way I'm not gonna do this." <laughs> yeah. Um, great. So I think let's just get it started. Woo. The first song is "Hop Along," mm-hmm. um, kids and kids on the board. Which is yeah. the name of the band? And which okay. is the song? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. This might have been a problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the sure. so the band is "Hop Along" and the song is "Kids on the Boardwalk." Okay. Cool. Jose Second, the fifth greatest 
that was uh, Kids on the Boardwalk by Hop Along. Mike, why'd you pick that song? Um, I picked this I picked this song for a couple of reasons. Uh, I was looking for I wanted to look for a song that like I don't know, like when I was when I growing up I listened to a lot of like like hardcore pop punk, like indie punk music and um and a lot of it based in Philadelphia or like Pennsylvania area. Is that where you're from? Uh, I'm from southern New Jersey. Okay. Um so. kind of like northern New Jersey who's basically an extension of New York. Mm-hmm. Southern New Jersey is just an extension of Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, not to insult New Jersey, but you really don't have your own news network, so whatever. <laughs> uh, so it's just like uh, the bands in that area. It's just like I wanted to pick one that kind of like reminded me of like a, l- a little bit of growing up with like these types of bands. And Hop Along's a newer band that I found from that area, uh, but also like it's just like great like indie rock. And this song especially I like just because it talks about so many different, I guess, things in love. Okay. Uh, like the beginning of it's very like narrative and like story driven where it's just like they're talking about like these young crushes and relationships he's had and I think it's like kind of humorous these all young experiences we all have but then towards the end it gets a little bit more serious and I think the end really like punches it up and the middle is just like is this song breaking down or is <laughs> yeah. this song still here yeah. so it's just, just like a lot in the song that I like um, and also like uh, the their lead singer Florence has one of the best voices in I'll... indie rock I loved her voice. Oh, it was so good. It's incredible. So I want to talk about your upbringing just for a mm-hmm, sec, yeah. but I wanted to pause it and say like, uh, pause that mm-hmm. just to come up because we're talking about the musicality yeah. of the song and like a lot of the song kind of teeters on like mm-hmm. this like, is it in tune? Is yeah. it like in a rhythm? It, but it is, but it also isn't mm-hmm. at the same time. It's like kind of on the edge of that, mm-hmm. and it feels a little bit like risky when you first listen to it is like what is going on here yeah like it's not it's not safe and i think it's also great for like the song like the topics of the song itself that it's like in the song she is actually question like there's a lot of questioning in that middle part of like is this love is this what i think it is or is this something else Mm -hmm. and it's just like musically it's like also doing that um, and I also, I just find that really cool. And then also it's just like, just the changes that come throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get, I get very bored easily in songs. Yeah. Uh, and it's probably... Hardcore music is just a minute long. Oh, most of my favorite songs are like a minute, minute 30. Yeah. And like, uh, another band who is actually another band called Joyce Manor that I almost put on here, but I didn't. Um, they like, they're friends with this band. She's like on one of their like album covers. Mm-hmm. Like I love them so much and mostly cause very rarely do they have a two minute song. Yeah. And like they just have they're just like da 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 ding <laughs> and it's just like over and I'm just like this is the best thing. Like they my favorite album from them clocks in at thirteen minutes. Wow. And I think it has like nine or ten songs. Wow. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, but I just I like shorter stuff or I like stuff that breaks apart a little or at least changes a lot yeah so what drew you to this kind of style of music you said that you listened to a lot of it mm-hmm. growing up um i uh like when i when i was growing up i well i am african-american as you can hear uh because you can hear those things from a voice um but i grew up in an area that was pretty diverse uh but uh, I mean, of course, in my house, it was a lot of gospel. It was a lot of R&B, uh, just because that's what my family listened to. And I was always drawn a little bit to some of like the 
punk or pop punk things I would hear on the radio, but I never knew what they were because mm-hmm. I had, I mean, it was the 90s yeah. and I had no real way besides catching it on the radio to yeah. hear these things. As and you child. had kind of your family's musical vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which And was... it sounded completely different uh-huh. than this. Like, you but, can, uh, R&B songs can go on forever. Yeah. So, like, I remember hearing, like, Blink-182 on, like, the radio on the bus and I'm like, ah, I don't know what this is, but I like it. And then when I got into high school... Um, I met like a couple of friends who kind of as a joke, they like, they were, cause they would always listen to their music and I'd be like, Oh, well, what's that? And they're like, Oh, you wouldn't like this mic. So like I had them make me a list. So they wrote me a list of like the hardest screamo songs they knew. <laughs> and like, I was listening to it and I was curious for some reason about it. And I kept listening until like I linked on to one song. Mm-hmm. It was, um, I think it was. I forget the title of the song, but it was by this band called uh, He Is a Legend. Okay. Um, and it was like, it, it had one of these riffs. It was like, and it was like, it was wild, but like for some reason I liked it. And then I got really into screamo, got really into hardcore, and then kind of found some of those like pop punk and punk songs from before um, when I was younger. And I was like, oh, this is what this song was. Yeah. And I just kind of got into that genre. And it's like, there was a community of like that type of people who like that type of music in my town and i really like got linked into them and that's Mm -hmm. really where i found my love for my own music Mm -hmm. um you kind of found your way into a community mm -hmm. kind of a little bit by accident uh yeah like because your friends sarcastically made you a list (laughs) and you actually ended up enjoying a whole bunch of the songs (laughs) yeah um and a lot of you mentioned that um hop along is from the philadelphia area Mm -hmm. from south jersey did you gravitate more towards the local scene bands mm-hmm. that were from your town or from adjacent towns um yeah i uh, a lot of it i did gravitate towards that was like locally just because i was going to those shows live and i was yeah. seeing them but also it's just like it's kind of like new jersey's a hotbed for pop punk and was a oh, yeah. major hotbed for screamo and emo so it's like that's just like we were just like in the place to just be like yeah we love these guys suburban like, angst yeah like uh, a couple of years ago one of the major pop punk bands was Man Overboard mm-hmm. they are from I've, the, I actually heard of that I don't know too much about yeah, pop punk they're from the either. town right next to mine like we play them in football every year oh that's awesome and it's like so they're right from there the guys from early November who had songs on like MTV2 and all that like they were big time like when like all those bands were hot in like the early thousands like they're from my towns like my friend dave is like cousins with one of the guys uh like a lot of these bands are just from that area so even when in recent years when they made this thing like the emo revival or whatever Mm -hmm. all those bands are just from my area (laughs) so it's like yeah so these kids in cali who are like yeah i love this music it's like yeah i know exactly where they live yeah did so was there something about the community um, aspect of the scene in general that um, you gravitated towards? Uh, yeah, I mean, I in in my youth uh, and sometimes now, I like I love, I guess, the community around different shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's this thing where it's like we all love the same thing, so we all love each other type yeah. deal. Um, I I remember when I was younger, I would go to shows and I would mosh a lot because I don't care about my body people (laughs) it doesn't matter I'll get bruised uh but I would go into like mosh pits and do all this stuff but it's just like when people are doing it right they're not trying to outwardly aggressively hit people they're just trying to get out some emotions and kind of have fun with it um and in recent years I've kind of become like a I guess like a 
like a mosh pit or a show dad where like when people fall up, I'm like, we got to get him up. Yeah. Oh, we got to lift this person. Yes, get him over. Yeah. Let's lift him up on our head. Just like help making sure everybody's safe and stuff. Just because I'm an adult now yeah. and I shouldn't be there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like everybody's well, like. The, the whole scene is like kid, like high school yeah. kids. Yeah. And it's like everybody's like, everybody's really supportive of each other. I remember the last thing I went to, I think it was North Side Fest in uh, Brooklyn. And it was to see this band Pup play from Canada. There. Oh, Pup rules! Pup are so good. Oh my! I have yeah. a I have a shoe print on my shirt mm-hmm. that like I accidentally washed, and now it's caked in there. And it's just because I went. I didn't even know it happened. There's just like a giant shoe print on my shoulder, and I'm like, huh? When did somebody step on me? <laughs> Had no idea. But like somebody like dropped like their glasses there or their phone or something, and it, it was this one person yelled glasses. We all just parted and we all looked middle of the song and then we came back when they were that found. happened to me at an odd future show in like mm-hmm. 2011 2012 when mm-hmm. they first started getting big i went to a show and people were moshing and someone kicked me in the face mm-hmm. like not hard but my glasses but yeah. flew off and someone caught my glasses and gave them back yeah. to me and that's i don't i'm not really super into like the indie uh, mm-hmm. uh indie punk pop punk mm-hmm. hardcore scene yeah. but i love like the aggressive emotional aspect of community yeah. that's surrounding it and mm-hmm. that's one reason why i've been wanting to get into them a little bit oh more. yeah i i think it's great and it's one of those things where especially young when i was younger i i don't know i don't know what it was but i it's just like i felt when i went to these shows i felt like a connection that i didn't feel outside mm-hmm. and maybe it was just like the fact that we were all very close and all of our bodies were smushed together mm-hmm. and i wasn't a big hugger or <laughs> or maybe it was just like this community aspect where it's like i was able to meet a bunch of people this way i really have like what felt like some of my first groups of friends and just like really just like feel like it was something that was mine mm-hmm. and not just like oh yeah my whole family listens to uh cc winans <laughs> like, you know like this was like what i grabbed onto and was like part of like my early like oh this is me this is mine well i see that a little bit in your like kind of place in the indie scene in the improv scene now mm-hmm. and that you're just like like everybody knows you everybody likes you mm-hmm. you're just like i feel like like any person that i can meet in any show that they'll know you and they'll like you um and if like do you find that you gravitate towards improv for that same community feeling that you did mm-hmm. in uh, uh, high school with these bands? Uh, yeah, I guess it does have a part to play in it. Um, when I first moved into the city, and even before that, I was doing I was doing an okay amount of stand up, um, going to like open mics. Uh, but I found an issue where it's like I was doing it one because I wanted to do it, and I always wanted to do comedy, and I was like toying with the idea of like maybe this is a thing for me, but mm-hmm. like. It was so hard to latch on to because it, there were either people who'd done it forever who mm-hmm. really had no interest in talking to me. Yeah. And why would they? Yeah. I don't blame them. Yeah. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> um, and then like these people who like were starting around when I was starting and it's like, yeah, this is my first mic and I never see them again. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like it was and especially early on, I wasn't living in the city. So it was very hard to meet people and then see them again. Yeah. So like uh, when I started doing improv, I had done it in college because i was just a cocky just a jerk in college <laughs> and i was just like i saw an improv show and i was like oh i can do that that's easy mm-hmm. and then i did short form in college and that was really fun and i guess i was just uh when i was in the city for a little bit i was like i want to meet people i want to have fun improv was fun i'll go back to that mm-hmm. and like i did long form for the first time and it was like oh i'm meeting people 
I'm having fun. I'm doing something that has building blocks and like, even it doesn't have like a straight line to like, this is how you get fame and success. Like it literally improv starts and ends with, this is fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then like, that's it. It's literally just like following the fun, following yeah. the fun thing. But uh, it had steps to like, oh, this is how you get more fun. This is how you do more of just this. And I was like, oh, that's at least something. Yeah. And I just, I I think I like the concept of just like an improv of building things with other people. Yeah. Because there's some things like I would never see coming mm-hmm. that somebody else is like, yeah, this is what I think. And then like our ideas merge. That's the best. If like mm-hmm. you have a scene partner that just thinks totally different mm-hmm. from you and just whatever comes out of their mouth is something that would never enter your mind in a million years. And then you have this whole new thing to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had the same experience like coming from stand-up I still do uh, stand-up mm-hmm. um, but it's so hard to just like build a community in stand-up yeah. you just like exactly how you said it you go there and there's like people who have been hitting the same mics for like seven years and they just like sit with their like beer and just like don't even have material prepared and mm-hmm. they're just like oh I'm shitting on you I'm shitting on you I'm shitting on you <laughs> Um, and I never really, it also, I always felt like a boys club a little bit also. Yeah. yeah and I never, I never liked that, mm-hmm. that vibe yeah. very much. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I feel the same way about mm-hmm. improv, just that you're with people and you're building a thing mm-hmm. together that you never built before. Yeah. Um, why did you pick kids on the boardwalk specific? Oh, we talked about the musicality of it a yeah, little bit, mm-hmm. but maybe why, what about that song? Like grabs you in a in a certain sense i like the the at the top of it like i said before i like the the narrative aspects and the fun like the little fun anecdotes of just like oh like middle school childhood crushes um but what grabs me and like what stayed with me with the song was the end of it um just the statement that is um i want to love something that doesn't need me um along those lines and uh just like thinking about that phrase is it's just like the whole song is about like oh what is love kind of and like trying to find or like parse through the feelings that you have Mm -hmm. and then at the end it's like this kind of statement of like oh i know what i want and i want to love something that just like doesn't need me Mm -hmm. and i think that's a pretty good like a pretty like a pretty good way to summarize just like something that's like actual love because like i guess uh, not to put down anything of like oh yeah like i like but like you love you love your family but like that's your family you come from them you have all this stuff in there but then it's like when you love something that like has nothing to do with you really you're not codependent on it yeah it's not like giving you money or giving you food or giving you love like yeah i love my dog but my dog needs me does my dog love me yeah (laughs) uh but it's like uh love just love i can tell you yes But it's uh, like loving something that has no real reason that it needs to be there or has to be there is something that just sounds like real true for me. Yeah. And that like, I'm just like, oh yeah, I would, I would like that. Like that's that sounds a, nice. That's like a hard lesson also mm-hmm. when you first have to do that mm-hmm. um, is like, at least for me, I would gravitate, I used to um, gravitate towards people who kind of need quote unquote i'm doing Mm -hmm. air quotes needed me to fix them or something which they never do nobody Mm -hmm. ever needs another person to like nobody like in a relationship Mm -hmm. nobody ever needs that um and i would gravitate towards those people because it wasn't actually about them it was about fulfilling a sense of purpose for me 
And then I was dating someone and they were like, please don't do that. And then I let go of that. Mm -hmm. And my love for that person, it was my first time really being what, how that was kind of my first real love Mm -hmm. was letting go of that need for fixing. And then it just really blossomed Mm -hmm. after that. Um, but yeah, so what you said is totally. You need to find somebody who to love who doesn't need you, because mm-hmm. once the need is gone, then that's when the real yeah. growth can happen. Yeah, and also with need, it's like I feel like need. There's so much tied in with need is like fear mm-hmm. or like uh, hope, and it's like both of those things are just like they're not what's here now, and like without the need, it's like okay, well, what's here right now that we have instead of like oh, what might we have in the future or like what might potentially bad happen without it yeah and i think it's just like yeah without need what is there um and like if there's love there then i guess that's real yeah yeah when when you can really be not a part but when you can really exist independently yeah um the stuff that's extra is is the love yeah um because you don't have that like you don't have the physiological need for it mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah and i just like uh, yeah like i said the the that part just kind of was like oh yeah <laughs> like that makes a lot of sense yeah. this band's dope i'm gonna buy the vinyl <laughs> and i did yeah um and you could buy their vinyl uh, hop along yeah hop along they got a vinyl you can buy them uh, mm-hmm. it's from the album get disowned they have an album after it which is also good but get disowned is vinyl level so. okay cool <laughs> So um, I think now would be a cool time to move on to the next song, um, which is um, Don't Want to Fall in Love by the rapper Kyle. So this is Don't Want to Fall in Love by Kyle. Uh, what's that? Oh, damn it, baby, you bad. Yeah, 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 I heard you got a boyfriend. That's cool, girl, where is he at? Ooh, he fucked up. You lucked up. You done ran to the motherfucking man. Look, I make you my babe for a day. He should be happy I'm giving you back. For a week, we can spend a weekend in Japan. If anyone fuck with my hockey chin, tell them they'll get fucking Jackie Chan. Honestly, I'm better as your boy. I'll be kind of shitty as your man. Let's go back to only being friends. Sorry, girl, I hope you understand. It's just. Nope. That's right. So good. So good.
know where I'm putting my ding, ding, ding. Pulling at my heartstrings, ding, ding, ding. When I'm trying to let go, like it's hard enough to leave you alone with the phone going ring, ring, ring. Please let me go, cause I don't wanna fall in love. Cause the last time left me go, when she left my house, she ain't even let me know. Nigga, she ain't even leave me notes. Part of the reason I'm easily hurt. Part of the reason I'm leaving you first. Part of that part of me give my apologies. I know that working on it never works. And I'm sorry it's you, but hey, what should I do? Be happy with lies and be sad with the truth. Don't be ashamed, you see, love is a game. And I still wanna play, I'm just too scared to lose. And I know you are too. But it's, it's good, you know? I mean, we're young, we don't need to be all tied down. You know, I, honestly, fuck this shit. Uh, yo, this is buggy, right? Yeah! So that was "Don't Want to Fall in Love" by Kyle. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so it's so weird that we just talked about love for what seemed like about forever yeah. and followed it with a song that's just like "Don't Want to Fall in Love." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not why I picked it. <laughs> and it, it worked out. Yeah. Um, Mike, why did you pick that song? Um, I picked this song. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to pick a song from Kyle uh, just because he's one of my uh, new. I guess favorite rappers. He's one of the rappers I listen to a lot now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty upbeat, pretty positive. A lot of it's a little bouncy. Uh, I love the chords in this. But also I picked this uh, because uh, part of the prompt was like, what songs affect your life, uh, living uh, in your work? And I was like, well, not necessarily my work, but uh, this is a song. This is like Kyle specifically is one of the people I listen to before I do a lot of North Coast shows mm-hmm. um, just because it kind of gets me in a, like a bumpy, jumpy rap mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Coast is a hip-hop improv team. We perform all over the city and the country. Uh, and before our shows, uh, it's not like... I, I don't want to go out there and I don't want to rap like Nas because I can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I also don't want to like come and do like these heavy things. Like I want it to be fun. I want to get the audience involved. Um, and I think like Kyle's just like the greatest... like. Uh, guy to like listen to and just be like it's a good mixture of like this is bumpy this is fun but it's also bars instead of like like it's not like i'm listening to ugly god before yeah. a show you know like <laughs> yeah like it's like it, it it has something in there and it's nice and uh before some of my favorite uh anybody shows uh anybody's a show that we do with north coast where it's like it's kind of like an improvised hamilton where you give us the name of an icon or a historical figure, and we do like an hour-long musical based off Shit, them. Shit, that's awesome. Um, that we just make up on the spot. And I listened to Kyle before almost all of those shows because I I like celebrating the characters that we find mm-hmm. um, and kind of just like making it into like a party, like something yeah. that's fun. And it just gives your scenes a little different weight. Like I remember... I was fully channeling Kyle when I played uh, Anthony Scalia, <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of my favorite things. Oh my god! We were that, doing. Imagine a hip hop Scalia. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what we did because <laughs> it was we were uh, telling the story of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, notorious RBG, <laughs> and uh, at one point it was like, oh, we have to see Scalia, and in the back line, I was just like, oh, we have to do it, and Scalia also has to die because this is part of the story, uh-huh. but like. We kind of know he was kind of a stick in the mud. Like, he yeah. wasn't the funnest guy, but, like, yeah. wouldn't it just be great 
I mean, he's he's gone. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great to just like just kind of celebrate him being <laughs> a knight, like because he was a pretty level-headed person and he yeah. would listen, and there were good things about him. So it's like it would be great to celebrate him and just see him like getting lit in the back of the Supreme Court building. <laughs> so, like, I just initiated the scene, and it was like, what's up? The Supreme Court's like the party. I'm Anthony Scalia. What's <laughs> up? And then, like, the whole next um, song number we did was just, like, about the Supreme Court just partying to no extreme. It's like, yeah, we get into our back rooms, and we're not deliberating. We're partying and celebrating. That's like, That sounds like so much fun mm-hmm. and it was That's just like, yeah. so much dancing and it was because i was listening to kyle before and i was like yeah no anthony scalia isn't like a jay-z he's a kyle today <laughs> <laughs> um and this song i this song i like like has the 8-bit part at the end it has a little like dance beat number mm-hmm. kind of in the middle um and just like oh, those chords they're so like, good Durk. It's uh, it's amazing. Like it's just like it's so like addicting to listen to. All around energy, mm-hmm. fun, like and one thing about just in terms of like improvised hip hop, mm-hmm. uh, like you don't want to sound like Nas when you're doing yeah. that. Um, it, like I reflect back on I reflect back on what the fuck. <laughs> <Alex. laughs> so, so I I remember a story uh, that. Kanye said about why his rhymes became more simple over mm-hmm. time is like when he was a kid and people were like like just rapping in ciphers mm-hmm. he like came up with this whole like complicated verse in his head mm-hmm. and he like to diss this kid and he like did it and the kid hit it back um it's like hey my name is whatever and it goes like this Kanye's mom smells like piss and then everyone just got like super <laughs> hype and it's like the dumbest funnest thing and it, the whole complicated shit that Kanye was doing just just disappeared, disappeared. never nobody, existed. Yeah, nobody because cared. all he said was Kanye's mom, mom smells, smells like, like this, this. <laughs> um, and like like you don't want to over intellectualize the shit that yeah. you're doing. Like you don't want to do like oh I'm uh, doing a Scalia impersonation because yeah. that sucks. Like no, I know, that's yeah. not that's not fun. It's so much more fun to celebrate over. And then also uh, at the end of that scene. I like immediately died and had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. um, and it just like, and instead of like, oh, the stick in the mud just died. And I guess our main character loved, like liked him. Yeah. It's like, no, it's like, oh, we just saw this fun guy. The whole like audience was having fun with. And now he's dead. And like that brings more weight to it. Yeah. Um, and I just like, I, I, lo- I love that show specific, like the anybody shows North mm-hmm. Coast does just because there's so many different emotions you can get from it it's not like just like oh you're here to laugh like you will laugh a lot Mm -hmm. but there's also just like there's somber moments there's Mm -hmm. moments of just like real weight there just because you're telling the story of a person's life yeah and it you know you can't be you can't be all all fun and games when you're talking about thomas jefferson the man owns slaves yeah Yeah. Uh, you can't do like Pol Pot or something and make it all like super fun and it really is like we'll do anybody Uh, if the audience suggested and we do it Um, and so I'm really excited because we have coming up a run of shows that we're doing at the Connolly Theater it's an off-Broadway theater um, and we're doing five shows there between I believe September 20th and September 23rd Cool. Uh, and it's like we're gonna have lights text just like stage hands like we are doing extra practices for it and it's just kind of like this big show uh, where's the where's the Connolly theater uh, I believe the Connolly theater is around the village okay um, I have not been there but I've seen pictures and it's like 
Like it's nice. Like it's nice. It's immense. Like uh, I've been talking about it on Facebook and everything, and I'm like, it's it's not an improv basement. Okay, there's it's no the, dinky chairs. Like this is an off Broadway theater. Yeah. Wow. Um, and we're like going all out for it with like just making sure it's like the best thing we can do. Uh, mm. We just took the show to Pittsburgh, um, and like we, it was amazing when we went to Pittsburgh. Uh, we've had like a lot of good responses for the show, so mm-hmm. we're really excited about it. That's so, so cool, and it's all improvised. It's, it's all it's all improvised. All improvised. Yeah. I have no idea who is gonna be picked, who we're gonna be, what kind of songs we're gonna do. Yeah. Um, we, what, we were doing a show and it was, oh yeah, we were doing a show about, I believe it was like Catherine Hepburn or Mm -hmm. something. It was like, oh yeah, this was a practice. We did Captain Catherine Hepburn. I didn't know who she was, but we just did it. And then like during, while we were doing it, our pianist was like putting in like music from the time. So it's like everything specified to who the person is and we have no idea going in who it is. Like we did Gloria Steinem in Pittsburgh we did Abraham Lincoln in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. but it was like also we interviewed the crowd about like, w- like what they know about yeah. the person. So it's like specifically to what that room knows mm-hmm. and feels about that person. That's what they see. Yeah. So it's like there's no way for me to plan or anything. You can't. You can't know who's going to be in the show. No you can't idea. know what's going to happen, and e- that also helps a little bit if you don't really have much of a frame of reference. Yeah. Like I couldn't tell you four things about Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. Um, but like having somebody talk for a little bit about somebody that they like deliberately chose yeah um that gives you a little bit of a point of view also mm-hmm. which is great yeah so it's a lot of fun come out september 20th to the 23rd there's five shows five chances to watch uh i'm i'm gonna be in rare form people yeah oh man <laughs> i will be at at least one of them yes um probably more because oh. um, north coast is awesome thank you um do you find that north coast has like really great team chemistry like you obviously mm-hmm. you have to right yeah uh i like what i like about this team is it's like it really is in both my teams really it really is just like we become greater than the sum of our parts and we like we fit together like a voltron like yeah. any team should um voltron you know a classic anime where yeah. five lion robots turn into one giant lion humanoid robot yeah um but, like, it really does. Because, like, there's some of us on the team who are just, like, hip-hop heads, straight-up rap. Like, they yeah. can do that. Uh, there's other people on this team who are fully, like, musical theater. Other people on the team who are a good mixture of both. Some people are better actors. Some people are better musicality. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, like, all together we're able to kind of, like, shape these narratives and, yeah. like, these shows. Um, and And then also through it, what I've been finding is, like, we've been pushing each other to get a little better at our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Like, if people mainly rap, they're singing a little more than when I joined. If uh, people mainly sing, their rapping is getting better. And me too, like, I like I feel like I, I'm more I'm more purely on the improv side. Mm-hmm. But, like, I did musical theater growing up. Yeah. And, like, once again, you should probably hear it in my voice, but I'm black. Uh, so, like, I heard a lot of hip-hop growing up. But it, I was never necessarily a singer mm-hmm. or a rapper. Um, but since joining this team and then also just like working on it constantly, I'm getting like a little more confident and better at both. Um, to I believe it was like last night I was I did like a rap as Superman's cape. And like <laughs> when I got off stage, I was like crushed it. <laughs> so it, uh, so I feel like we we are all raising our level, especially for this show. Yeah. Because um, it just feels like we really could do something nice here. Yeah. Um, and everybody's really excited about it. How so. long have you guys been a team for? 
Oh, they've they've been a team for what seems like forever. I think seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, they started. Uh, I wasn't even in New York until like two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. So I just officially became a member this May. Oh, congratulations! Uh, so, thank you. So I've been on the team for a little bit. I was practicing with them for a little bit before then. Um, I think they just wanted to make sure I wasn't a psychopath. Um, which, haha, I fooled them. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, so I've been officially with them since May, and uh, it's been a great opportunity. Uh, I have a lot of fun, and it's just like some of the more fulfilling shows I've done mm-hmm. uh, have been like those shows. That's so. an- awesome. And uh, my mom is basically it's just a classic uh, long form improv team. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's also somehow a lot of singing with that as well. So okay. my voice, I don't think I've actually been able to use my falsetto like properly since like last year <laughs> because you just because so of these scene. two teams uh my mama's biscuits is a, co- a more of a collective of uh people of color who all do improv mm-hmm. um at any given time there's between 10 to 13 of us wow um and we try to get as many of us at a show as possible and it's just like every show is like a like a party it's that, just like every show is like a house party we I'm- I'm so excited for... I'm going to be DJing a show that oh. my Mama's Biscuits is going to be at, um, but this is coming up the day after that, yeah, at least, if not a couple days after. Guys, you're, you're, if you don't show up to that show, if you well, if you didn't show up to that show, you missed out. Um, Angela, who's the host of that show, mm-hmm. actually promoted it on her appearance, so yeah. we got... Oh, uh, Angela, Ange- well, one, Angela. Angela, amazing human yeah. being. Yeah, Angela. Angela's great. She actually... <laughs> this is the third episode in a row that we're talking about her. Because... <laughs> Because <laughs> my friend Laura and I are doing a project, and I was like, oh, we should get my friend Angela in on this. And I just, like, texted her, and she was like, oh, I'm in the neighborhood picking up some film. I'll just, like, come up to your apartment. And so she recorded a 10-second outro for the episode. <laughs> so this is episode number three. <laughs> guys, guys, if you don't know Angela, Angela's lit, okay? It's funny. I, like... This is this is a human that I think a lot of. So yeah. <laughs> so Angela's great. Yeah. Uh, can't wait to do that show. But yeah, yeah, my mama's biscuits is fantastic. We're going to this summer. We went to Second Best Fest in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, that was a great experience, and uh, I think we were pretty well received there. And then also in November, we will be at Hell Yes Fest in New Orleans. Oh, um, and it's just, that's it's, gonna be so much fun. Yeah, it's I I really like this group because it's uh, you don't often get to play as an African American or any person of color. You don't often get to play with just people who kind of just like have very not even the same experience because like I tell people, there's a million different types of black you can be. Yeah. Um, and so it's not just one thing, but to have all some shared experience and some differences is it's so amazing to have on stage where it's like yeah maybe i'm gonna shout out a baby boy reference and at least one to two of these 10 people behind me are gonna get it and jump on it and it's just it's amazing and we have a lot of fun with each other uh and i just love just being able to show people just like how we play around because it really is just play uh and it's just like kind of joy and the amount of times I've played a stripper uh, <laughs> for this team is incredible. <laughs> is it like a joke now that they ask you, they like pimp you into being a stripper? Not, no pun intended. No, not even. It, <laughs> oh, just caught it. It's not even that. It's kind of one of those things where it's just like, if we ever do a scene that even gets close to that territory, I'm like, well, I'm comfortable doing this. <laughs> and I'm just like wiggling my butt around and just like pretending to 
scantily just rip yeah. off anything I'm Mike wearing. Mike is currently wiggling his butt around and scantily tearing off, not actually yeah. his actual clothes. Listen, I'm comfortable. I'm yeah. comfortable <laughs> with it. You know, and uh, and I, honestly, I, dare I say I'm getting better at it. I might have <laughs> new career opportunities in my future. That's awesome. I'm I'm just so I'm so excited for both of these shows, um, for and to just see my mama's biscuits oh, around town. Um, let's move on to the third song, Woo. which is uh, spoiled mm. by the band Basement. Yes, um, but also a quick plug for a local band that we couldn't mm-hmm. find online. Oh uh, yes, uh, uh, which is so uh, there's a there's a band that like was around my area called Great Winds. Um, uh, and like, it was like kids from my high school started this band and to this day, I still listen to them. Like like every couple of months, I'll just be like, Oh, this song. And I just, there's something about, I like, I like the way they play. Oh, excuse me. And it's like, they play a band, uh, like a brand of kind of like indie pop punk or just like emo that funnily enough, when they were around, it was all screamo bands. Mm-hmm. So like they they weren't they didn't find like a lot of like shows to play that were like that type of music but like in like the five to six years afterwards the sheen totally shifted to like the music they were playing yeah and i was just like oh they would have killed yeah, if, if they were just like, like five years yeah four later. years yeah four years later uh so great wins they're great yeah. lots of bands in my area were just so great yeah. and are why i'm the person I am now. Yeah, if you want, um, just send me a list of local bands, and I can put out like a little Mike's uh, <laughs> is, Mike's is guest mix yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. along with this episode. I'm also probably going to put out a Steely Dan, um, oh, yeah. a Steely Dan uh, tribute mix oh, at yeah. some point also because they're one of my favorite bands. But um, beyond mm-hmm. Steely Dan, beyond Great Winds, um, this song that's coming up <laughs> um, is. Basement. Basement is spoiled. Yeah, so the band, the band is basement. basement. The, song the song is, is spoiled.
So that was spoiled by basement. Uh-huh. Uh, Mike and I were talking about something completely different, <laughs> and then I was just like, "Let's record now." <laughs> yeah, so uh, spoiled by basement. Uh, I bet you are going to ask me why I picked this song. Oh, you picked up on the pattern so quickly. Uh, you know, patterns are my game. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I I picked this song uh, because uh, basement is a band I listen to a lot. Like in like towards the end of high school and in college, they're a band from the UK. Uh, that fits in really well with uh, the bands that I would listen to, and also in my search for songs, I was like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna hit these guys with some like really hard screamo yeah. or some really like indecipherable math core, yeah, or just like the craziest things, yeah. Uh, but I was like, this, this is this is like this is digestible. Mm-hmm. It's also just like has the right amount of aggression and mm-hmm. just like energy for me that I'm just like, oh yeah, I can get up and I can start swinging to this song. Like mm-hmm. I like this. And also, I, for me, this song is also tied to a trip I went on with uh, my good friend Steve in Barbagallo. Um, I was in a band with him in high school. Uh, I've known him for a lot of years. What do you play? So um, I played drums. Okay, cool. Um, I, not amazingly. Okay. <laughs> uh, we were a terrible band. <laughs> and then after that, we broke up to form an even worse band that did even less. Uh, but uh, we went on this trip because the basement was having their last U.S. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like they were gonna break up, and they were like, "Cause well, we want to go to university, and we want to have lives and get jobs, mate. And I'm terrible at accents. But so they were going to have their last U.S. show and then two last shows in London. And they were playing in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And me and Steve were like, we have to go see them. So we go out to this show that has about six openers. Like, in four, like five, four or five of which we had never even heard of. It was just like, everybody's like, we need to get on this show. It was like a big thing because it was like... They weren't the biggest band, but if you liked them, you liked them. So we show up at the show, and because we're coming from New Jersey, we got there early because like we needed to make sure we got there on time. And we're there for the first opener, and there's a guy going crazy for this opener. Like I'm talking like nobody's up at the front by the gates yet. Everybody sparks around, like kind of making a giant perimeter, mm-hmm. like around the like the like venue that this is at. But there's one guy in the middle going absolutely nuts. Like, he's moshing by himself. He's jumping. He's flailing. He goes to, like, he goes to jump up on stage. And, like, the gates are right up against the stage. Because mm-hmm. at this point, the security's not even doing anything yeah. yet. So the gates aren't even up yet. So they're right up against the stage. He goes to, like, put his foot, like, on the gate to, like, get onto the stage. His foot slips. So now his body's on the stage. One of his legs is like in between the gate, stuck oh, in between shit. the stage. And oh, his shit. other leg is flailing. Oh my God. And he's just like still, he's still like bopping to the beat of the music as he wrestles his foot out. And then he like stumbles and falls onto the stage while the band is playing. Oh, shit. So this is fail number two yeah. in about 30 seconds. Then he's up, he gets up and he's like undeterred. He's like, this is the best show ever. Yeah. Be it, this is opener one of six. <laughs> like what? So then he's on stage, he's like gearing up and he's jumping. There is one cluster of like four people close-ish to the stage. In his mind, he decides to stage dive. He jumps, oh, he jumps into the crowd of people who just dodge him. They just disperse. That's like the opening to School of Rock. Yeah, exactly. Where he takes like a 50-minute solo, and then he just like tries to stage dive, and then just falls on his ass. So dude plants on the ground, 
fail number three oh, in like 40 no. seconds gets up and like i love this and then <laughs> just like keeps going and like i didn't know whether to like slow clap or like get him help yeah because he loved it so much that he like no amount of embarrassment would stop him yeah and then like two like two to three hours later the actual band played <laughs> uh and it was uh was, did the momentum that everyone had it just kept, kept ramp- going up kept ramping up because yeah. even the two bands before them were like pretty well known and like around so it was like oh cool we're gonna get to see uh uh daylight uh now known as uh i think it's like death heaven or something no not death heaven they're oh super heaven <laughs> they had to change their name for legal reasons yeah. <laughs> and i haven't listened to an album since yeah unfortunately but um yeah daylight played there's another band there and it was just like oh and now basement and like everybody was so pumped for it because they were like this is the last chance i'm gonna get to see it Mm -hmm. my facebook i think uh like banner image is actually me at the show in the corner (laughs) uh and it's just like it was it was an amazing show and i just like this song makes me think of like the like live shows like that constantly and it also makes me think of just like my college radio show just because uh when i had it this was a new song and i would just play it all the time <laughs> what uh, uh what was it all like pop punk or yeah. indie indie punk like mm-hmm. emo stuff like yeah. this yeah my uh my college radio show was the pool of punk okay at Montclair state university every tuesday at 11 p.m to 1 a.m <laughs> Um, and it was, it was a fun time. I just played whatever I wanted cause it was late at night. So nobody was checking what I was doing Yeah, and just like giving just like all these stories of just like things that happened to me at shows or just like playing shows or being at shows or just like watching different things. How and often do you see shows now? Now it's, now it's not as easy just because it's either I run into an improv commitment mm-hmm. or I run into a work commitment or I just have no money to do yeah. it. Uh, so the last show I actually saw was probably Northside Fest a couple months ago, um, which is sad. Uh, yeah. I miss going to a lot of them. But also, I, when I was making my list, there were a lot of show like songs on there that I was like, oh, I remember when I saw this band last at their reunion show or their tenth anniversary show. Yeah. And there was a run. There was like a run of shows where like I think it might have been 2013, where I had seen like five to six shows in a row that were all anniversary or reunions yeah and all of them i was mostly in the back and i was like wow i'm not as young as i used to be <laughs> uh yeah like i saw uh, the starting line had like their 10th anniversary uh show for uh say it like you mean it i believe is the album isn't isn't that kind of cool though that even oh, yeah. that it means that the music isn't like sticking in one place that it's go moving oh, from yeah. generation to generation oh, yeah. the scene continues to mm-hmm. reference itself yeah it's like and some of them are like some of them i'm surprised at how big they are um and others i'm like oh this is really energized even if it's not big i saw four years strong did like a show and they hadn't this is before they were back to touring um four years strong is this band from boston who plays a mix of like hardcore metalcore and just like pop punk that's uh it's very like high energy and it's just kind of fun mm-hmm. uh and they like they played a show and i was like oh this isn't like if they had played this show in 2008 it would have been bonkers like yeah. it would have been packed out but the people who were there were going crazy for them still so yeah. it still felt amazing 
Um, but it wasn't as big of a crowd as it, it was. wasn't as big of a crowd. Uh, they did one of those things where they had an album where they were like, "Oh, we really want to, we want to reach the masses." Yeah. And instead, just didn't hit the masses uh. or their core audience as much. There's one song I swear by from that album, but overall, I was like, eh, "I have enough radio rock." Yeah. I want something like different. That that kind of blows when artists like mm-hmm. do that because it's such a delicate balancing act yeah. you know you do have to have like a like a pop sensibility mm-hmm. um, which i love pop music so there's yeah. nothing wrong with that but also understand what it is about you that you like. that people mm-hmm. like and if you don't hit that mark then you're gonna end up disappointing everybody at once mm-hmm. uh, i'm curious are you an american football fan uh i had to fight to not put them on this <laughs> <laughs> i love uh, I, didn't, I haven't heard their new album yet, which is a bummer. But I, I, yeah, I've heard it. It's a, I like it. Um, it's kind of like, I, I wouldn't say it's an extension of their self title of like their first album, but it's like, it, it's. I mean, there's been so much growth as individuals in their life and as musicians that it's not going to sound the same. Uh, but I still appreciate it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that, the first album is still just like it's. Listen, there's a reason why all the kids on Tumblr still eat up imagery of it. Yeah. It's a, like, it's it's a, a classic. It's a classic album. It's a classic album. Um, and yeah. I just, I thought of them because I'm thinking about just the story of them. Mm-hmm. And like, they put out an album, like when they were in college, like yeah. nine, ten song album. I don't remember mm-hmm. if it's nine or ten songs. And people like listened to it a little bit, but it was just like a local thing. And then they were like broke up. Mm-hmm. And then it just like, became a classic like it just kept growing and like it came out in what like what 99 2000 yeah. something like that it was like yeah i was like 90s. seven i had no concept of any yeah. music and i am into them and i'm not even into that kind of genre of music yeah. so like it, i just keep thinking back on like the how the coolness of the community of the scene is that mm-hmm. it just continues to build on itself yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. what's your favorite show that you've seen uh, oh, favorite show that I've seen. It's the impossible question. I have my answer for it, but it's... I um ah now I'm trying to I'm trying to think. I think I oh no I saw um this is terrible. So I saw a show at uh the Electric Factory. Um, it's a big venue in Philly. Um, and like literally everybody I knew was going. Like everybody was showing up. Um, the because it was this band Title Fight was gonna be there. This band Balance and Composer was gonna be there. Uh, there was one band before them that people were like, "All right, they're all right." And the headliner was Senses Fail. Um, this show happened around like 2010, I think. Uh, unfortunately, nobody went to see Senses Fail. Okay, they all like, went to see the. Openers? Everybody went to see Title Fight and Balance and Composer because yeah. this is when they were kind of like really popping. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. Uh, I don't know any of these bands. Yeah, I know zero of them. So, it's, so I have no concept of what yeah. the they'll they'll be they'll be in the mix. They'll yeah. be in the mix. Yeah. Um, but both of them play similar. Like uh, it's like hardcore with like some punk sensibilities. Uh, just like acts that like Philly really gets excited about. Um, and I remember Balance and Composure. Like when I got there, they were like a few minutes off from their set. So I heard like the last couple songs of the first opener, and then they started, and it was just like. 
it was like all fog and then you just see the silhouette of the drummer standing over these two toms and you just hear doom 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 da doom doom da doom 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 da doom and then the rest of the out like the band starts coming in and like the crowd went wild and then when the like the drop hit for the opening of the song it was just immense like everybody went crazy yeah. for it and like they're set i was like oh yeah these guys are that good because before i wasn't completely sold on mm-hmm. them but then i was like oh these guys are that good i'm gonna like these guys for a long time and then title fight who's like the darlings of like punk pennsylvania <laughs> okay like uh is it title t-i-d-a-l or t-i-t-l-e uh, like title fight like a fight like t-i-t-l-e title okay. fight so they like i couldn't parse it and i wanted oh, yeah. to look them up later oh yes oh i i am not a person who's like oh yeah i enunciate perfectly <laughs> no so title fight they're uh i've heard friends call them they're like they're the beatles of the scene man <laughs> <laughs> And I think, and when I say my friends, I might have just said that when I was 18. Yeah. Um, but like they, like, like everybody, I would get into a random car with a friend and they would like be just playing one of their songs. And I'm like, oh yeah, title fight. And they're like, you know it, bro. <laughs> and it was just like, so they played and it was just like lights out. Like the city loved them. Um, and then census fail went and people were like, oh man, if they don't play, can't be saved right off the bat. I'm out. <laughs> like, it was just like, we don't. And Census Fail is, like, a band that was, like, popular around when, like, I guess, like, around when Fall Out Boy and all of them were, they were, like, monsters in the, like, screamo, like, like emo metalcore scene or whatever. Um, they have they have a song on uh, rock band, th- garage, uh, Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero, yeah. And so it's, like, they're, like, the big band. But it was just, like, these local acts, like, showed up. And it was, like, for two bands, it was just such a great time. That, like, we stayed for, like, the most popular Census Fail songs. And then we were like, oh, yeah, uh, we got to get out of the parking lot. We got to get back for high school. So <laughs> so then everybody just, like, left. <laughs> and it was just, like, I felt bad because, of course, Census Fail was, like, they were headlining this tour. Yeah. But, like, and on this. everyone just came to see mm-hmm. the local yeah. heroes. I mean, hey, it got them ticket sales. Yeah. Because, like, that, that place was packed. And the Electric Factory is huge. Yeah. So. That's, that's amazing. And, um... So by the did you stay for the end of the show or did um, you have yeah. to leave? Like did after, it like clear out after oh as soon as like title fight ended people started clearing out oh, and shit. then we were like okay we'll stay to see if they play can't be saved or whatever and then like they played it like third song in and then it just cleared out so much more too. wow because we were just like yeah I'm talking a coma okay cool I'm done <laughs> <laughs> like this is why I came and that's got to like, be such a bummer for them though you know uh, it's got to be a bummer yeah. I mean. The check was probably nice. Yeah, but. yeah, no, the, it's not yeah. a complete bummer because yeah. they're getting paid. Listen, I, if you're paying me for an improv show, nobody has to be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <coughs> Fuck, getting paid for comedy is so good. It's like even even if it's even if I'm at a show and I'm like I didn't lose money, I'm like this is amazing. Yeah. Like I yeah. like I did a show. even a drink ticket. Oh, yeah. Even a drink. Even a drink I, ticket. You know, you don't even drink, and just having the mm-hmm. ticket in your hand, I'm sure, is like yeah. this is some sort of something. Like I did a show, I had to travel to, and like the money they gave me, like just covered basically my travel to get there, and I was like, I didn't lose any money. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's a win. I'm in the black. <laughs> I um I have the first time i ever got paid to do comedy mm-hmm. i did like my friend's stand-up show and the theme was like money money like prizes giveaway or something 
Um, that's a cool show, by the way. Shout out to Hassan uh, Ansari Ooh. for um, booking me on the show. And also, happy birthday to him, because it was oh. his birthday yesterday. But um, he... Like, I didn't, I wasn't expecting, I just showed up in Bushwick to like do a yeah. eight minutes. And after I got off, I was like, I gotta go because I got another place to get to. He was like, Well, everyone gets paid here, so here's a check for five dollars. And because this is just a, like yeah, a check for five dollars, I have that check hanging on my wall in my mm-hmm. room. Um, oh, I didn't give you a tour of my apartment. I'll probably edit the, <laughs> this part out, but afterwards, I'll give you a tour yeah. of like the apartment. Um, but I have that check mm-hmm. hanging up in my room. Like you can just take a picture yeah. on your phone now of a check, <laughs> and it'll deposit it into your oh, bank yeah. account. And I needed that five dollars. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, for like a di- like a McDonald's dinner the day before payday. So Listen, it, it uh, worked out. Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you want to move on to the final song? Oh uh, yeah, we can move on to the final song. Um, this song is uh, a, actually a very special song mm. to me. I'm so excited to hear what you have to say about it. Um, this is by Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment, mm-hmm. Chance the Rapper's band. Um, not they're their own band, but yeah. Chance the Rapper is kind of like the. He's main... a big component in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sunday Candy. She can say in her voice and her way that she loves me. With her eyes, with her smile, with her belt, with her hands, with her money. I am the thesis of her prayers. Her nieces and her nephews are just pieces of the layers. Only one she loves as much as me is Jesus Christ and Taylor. I got a feature song singing for my grandma. You sing it too, but your grandma ain't my grandma. Mine's handmade, pan fried, sun dried, south side, and beat the devil by a landslide. Praying with her hands tied, president of my fan club, Santa. Something told me I should bring my money. If I had tweaked and missed you You look so good with the hat on Had to match with the shoes Came in dressed in the satin I came and sat in your pew I come to Christmas for dinner 50 rolls on my plate Hella holes in my stocking Holding your pockets in place I like my love with the budget I like my hugs with a scent You smell like light gas While the electricity rent You sound like why the gospel choir Got so tired Singing this crazy daily basis So I gotta try it You my dream catcher Dream team team captain Matter of fact I ain't seen you in a minute, let me take my butt to charge you. Better come on in this house. It's gonna Say 
can eat my body like it's holy I've been waiting for you for the whole week I've been praying for you, you're my Sunday king You gotta move slowly Sunday Candy by Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment. Yeah. Uh, Mike, why'd you pick that song? Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm asking the yeah. tough questions here. Yeah, it's you're hitting you're hitting hard. Yeah. Uh, my I picked this song. Uh, kind of, I feel like all these so- well, all these songs have a little bit of just like uh, alluding, like not alluding, but have like making me think back to either growing up or things from my past or just like different music or things I've come across before and I I remember I've already been a fan of Chance the Rapper for a while um and I was like oh yeah I like his stuff um like I like his like his like I guess brand of just like hip-hop that's infused with like different types of like musical styles mostly gospel um but this song in particular when I heard it um this like Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment song uh it was it was just just such uh it brought upon such a feeling of just like growing up in my home uh just because uh so the pool family and even my mom's family there's just like it's very religious there's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of reverends a lot of deacons a lot of pastors mm-hmm. uh like i think at one point my grandfather was a pastor uh my dad is one of the reverends at my local church uh it's not his main job but he's like on like the group of them uh I think three of my uncles are reverends. Uh, my brother's training to be a deacon. Uh, and then on my mom's side, it's just also just like deacons, reverends. Uh, so it's just like, it's a very just like Southern Baptist Christian household mm-hmm. uh, to the point where it's like my father's family originates from South Carolina as well. Um, so it's like really that like him heavy, like Jesus is Lord music. Um, and even myself, like I am very religious still, like I am a Christian and it's just like, when I heard this song, it just like brought back all those, like those feelings of growing up in the church with that type of music, mm-hmm. uh, just because it's, it's hard to like, there's really no other place where you'll hear this type of gospel. Yeah. Um, and it just like harkened back to like all those stylings that I was raised on uh like my every car ride my mom only played like gospel yeah um so it's just like it was it brought me back to that and then also just like it's a song for your grandparents and uh i am blessed to have like four grandparents still alive uh it's a song about like also nostalgia yeah for your grandparents Mm -hmm. so a lot of the feelings that you're talking about and that you've been talking about are like nostalgic feelings Mm -hmm. Um, and this song is very much a song, yeah. just as much about nostalgia mm-hmm. as it is about religion. Yeah, so it's like, it's the two things combined. Um, yeah, four out of my five grandparents are alive. 
Uh, I have a step grandmother uh, mm-hmm. who's who's great. Uh, so, Congratulations that they're all alive. Yeah, they're so like it's just like, and I just like I a lot of who I am is because of things they've done or what they've been through or what they've worked on, um, and I'm also very thankful of it. Um, and without like the work that my grandparents have done, um, it's like I, would I be here? Would I be allowed to? be doing comedy in the city like no i'd probably be doing something else yeah and i'd probably have just different traits and i'd be a different person Mm -hmm. uh so it's just like all together i was like oh this is like i like it did bring some tears to my eyes when i first heard it and i was Mm -hmm. like this is this is incredible (laughs) uh and also i just like i i like the message in it and it's also like the verses are pretty good yeah uh What, what kind of legacy do you think that your grandparents left for you uh it's kind of it's all so one it's like there's always a religion thing um which is always going to play a huge part of my life mm-hmm. uh but also it's just like the the hard work that all of them have done is just amazing especially like thinking back to my father's side of my family uh my grandparents they're from south carolina at one point they all moved up with like a bunch of their cousins and siblings to uh philadelphia to like find work and to like work in the city and then once they had some money and once they were having families, they moved out to southern New Jersey um, and like they all built their own houses. Yeah. Like all on this one side of the like on the side of this like side road. Um, and eventually uh, when my father got older and some of them moved back to South Carolina, he bought the house that he grew up in. And mm-hmm. that's the house that I was raised in. So even growing up like on that like back road. It's like every house was a cousin. Yeah. And so you're like, you're surrounded, like you're even in your physical space. Yeah, physical you're space. You're surrounded by the legacy of mm-hmm. your grandparents. Yeah, so it's like, oh, the neighbor next door, Robert, who mm-hmm. like always has cookies, but like has a raspy voice, like that's my cousin, Robert. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, Lee across the street who like fixes cars in the back of his house, that's cousinly. It's like yeah. they're all family. Yeah. When we're talking are about- they, Are they actual family or are they just like- No, they're actual they're family. Your actual cousins. Yeah. Blood cousins. Yeah. Like I can trace how they're related to me. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, there's five houses all on that back street. It's just like actual relatives. Yeah, built by your- Built by relatives. Built and by we've all- your common mm-hmm. place do you have a good connection with those uh cousins still uh yeah uh there were and even growing up too it was like uh two houses down uh it was like cousins who were my age so it's like my cousin sarah uh i still talk to her now uh we're actually trying to figure out a day that she can come into the city um i saw her a few weeks ago when we went down to my grandmother my mumsy's 75th birthday mm-hmm. and it's like yeah it's it's just like was a real just like oh everybody on this side of the street is cool because we're all related it's just like yeah i have free reign to do what i want on this side of the street because it's just like i'm surrounded by family and there's this whole just like just feeling of just like oh this is ours yeah especially when it's like a lot of time uh even like not even as like far as race but i feel like as people it's hard to sometimes feel like what you have is yours. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's like you get all these types of musical things about like, oh, this is my town or this is my home mm-hmm. because it's a big thing for people. Yeah. Um, and like for me, it's like that little slice of road is like that's that's ours. Yeah. Um, and there's like a family history and a legacy behind it because my grandfather, like he built houses, like he did carpentry, he did plumbing, like yeah. he did all of it. So my house is just like everything in there down to like, how the steps were built and like why their size is that way is all because of him. He just did all of that. Yeah, he made he built the house I grew up in. That's and then am- my 
father grew up in. So that's truly amazing. Yeah. So it's like that song brings all that back, Mm -hmm. and it's just like in like all my grandmothers are just like amazing women who like worked hard, uh, put themselves through college or went back to go to school, Mm -hmm. and just like teachers, leaders, and like communities and families, and it's just like this song made me think of all that again, especially since I. As a religious person, I'm still looking for, like, that kind of connection here in New York since I'm yeah. away from all of them. And I haven't been able to land on, like, a like a home church or somewhere to go to, yeah. uh, like, consistently on Sundays. And uh, especially when I heard this song, it felt like it was something I was so distant from. Yeah, you really wanted to, to mm-hmm. be yeah. in that kind of And space. it just kind of brought me back to, like, oh, yeah, this is something I haven't been doing as much. And it just, like, it was, like, oh, that's something that, like, I would like to get back to. Uh, So it was just, like, it hit me in a couple of different ways. And I was, like, oh, this song is a song that stays with me. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And that's all, that's all, like, amazing. And Mm -hmm. there's, uh, like, I I grew up Mm -hmm. in New York, so I, like, I'm not particularly religious. Um. It's not like I I very much strongly identify as Jew, mm-hmm. as Jewish, as Jude, uh, but I don't really know what kind of connection mm-hmm. I have with my faith right now. Yeah. I'm still in flux, but I feel that strong commitment towards my synagogue and at least the people there mm-hmm. and the rabbi there, um, and the kind of like inside language that you have inside of mm-hmm. that place that doesn't always exist when you're like. Basically, in New York, you're, we're a whole bunch of individuals crammed into like, a yeah. communal space, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we're all just like kind of floating around mm-hmm. trying to find like a real sense of community, which yeah. is not something that we necessarily can always do. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like your concept of community was found um, in the homes that your grandparents built, mm-hmm. in the church that you grew up in? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, uh, there's, there was definitely, especially in like on the street there is a sense of community and i think i'm obviously by what we've talked about this whole podcast uh there i am drawn to communities and working within communities and just groups of people yeah um and i think music hinges a lot on that in general uh that communal aspect because communities have so each community has a musical identity almost um that i found um and growing up at my church i i like my church i i go back to it um, it wasn't, I don't, I don't know if I ever like was able to get like plugged into the community of my church because I was growing up, yeah, growing up, uh, just because I was, I was born there. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I saw like the, like it get to a bigger church and become like this more massive thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my home church back home in South Jersey is St. Matthew's Baptist church. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's a church where you can like look online and see like all of their sermons. Yeah. Like you can watch it on local TV down wow. there. It's like a it's a bigger church yeah. now. But when I was a child and I was like born there, it was like a smaller church on the opposite side of the road from the one it is now. Mm-hmm. So it's really changed and developed into something that's still a great thing. But I think it's like in that process of growing up in the growth process, it was a lot of people who knew me that I didn't know. Yeah. Just because it's like, oh, you're a Reverend Poole's kid. Yeah. And I look a lot like my dad uh yeah. and my mom says i look like her as well i think i look more like my dad mm-hmm. but it's like i like i don't know if i was ever able to cling on so hard to the community of that but when i went to college i was also able- you're kind of on like a 
like there's like a spotlight on you mm-hmm. when you're the child of the reverend yeah. and uh, it's like there's a head pastor who's like his kids definitely had the most spotlight but yeah. also it's like i was also a different person i wasn't i wouldn't be doing a podcast if i was that person <laughs> yeah. still uh, I'd probably just be silent, playing with a Ninja Turtle action figure, because yeah. um, I was a child. <laughs> but uh, I do you, do you feel a lot of distance uh, from the person that you are now from th- from that? And mm-hmm. do you think that that's like a good thing yeah. I, or a bad thing? I don't, I don't know. What, how, what's your feeling? What's your feeling? Yeah, on that? I don't know about. I guess yeah, there is some distance. I don't know if it's like a oh, I'm such a different person than what I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's, it's just a growth thing and it's just, it's growing up. Uh, as a kid, I was very, I was very shy and I was very just like reserved. (laughs) Yeah. Um, which is, I was also shy mm -hmm. and reserved and we're two like very gregarious people. Yeah. I, yeah. I like to, I like to tell people that I am very much still an introvert, but like I have a immense skill set to talking to people. (laughs) Um, and it's just like something I've done over time. Like I... I remember being a kid and the very first time that I on my own made somebody laugh and I was like, oh, this is something I can do. And like, I was like excited. Like I had a new tool Yeah. (laughs) because like before that I was just like, I wouldn't talk to anybody. I spent a lot of days just alone in my room, just like playing by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And very much I'm still that person, but it's like being able to do more than that is what's kind of like helped me to do this and like kind of. I guess exploring the different communities of my youth to like now um, to like, oh, the hardcore scene when I was like in high school to like doing uh, different like plays and drama and hanging out with those kids to going to college, doing some of the improv, but also in college, uh, I found a group, uh, InterVarsity Christian Fellowship that I eventually was the president of and just like that community in there and growing in leadership skills and Mm -hmm. being able to like do public communication and talking to people and more and more, I've just slowly become this person um, who's able to freestyle rap on stage as a Thomas Jefferson slave. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I. So looking back, it's like I. It's also funny because I can kind of track it through uh, different music I was listening to yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, which uh, kind of starts off with just like a lot of screaming and aggression. Yeah. It too now it's just like oh yeah I like I like fun stuff I yeah. like stuff that's cool musically, <laughs> um, but yeah uh, I I w- I would find it interesting if uh, a younger version of myself met who I am now yeah <laughs> uh, just because it'd just be like what yeah this is what I have to look forward to <laughs> it's though. like that's it's cool. like that guy doesn't listen to Norma Jean or Between <laughs> the Buried and Me he's whack <laughs> <laughs> um I. When I was a kid, I was also very shy. Mm-hmm. Um, I consider myself like an extrovert because mm-hmm. I get energy from being around mm-hmm. people, but I didn't really feel like I had the ability to be around people mm-hmm. when I was a kid. But I remember very distinctly like looking in my mirror with the door closed mm-hmm. and like pretending to do like all these Chris Kattan like physical mm-hmm. movements yeah. and like what like there's an internal like desire. I loved Chris Kattan yeah. as a kid, and oh, I, yeah. um, all I wanted to do was just like do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I like look back on that and I'm like, wow, like that was a little intuitive of me. Like even without (laughs) knowing it, do you have any, like you said, you mentioned that the first time you made someone laugh, it was like a 
like a click for you like it was like this is a good feeling i want to keep doing this well it was it was one of those well it was funny because um so like i do i'm very much still an introvert because i get my energy from being alone and resting and thinking to myself yeah and that's like where my base is and i very much do short out a lot like last night i was out after a show and i was like okay cool no i have to leave yeah yeah. (laughs) it's like yeah i can be the life i can be like very big at a like at a space with a lot of people and Mm -hmm. just like have a lot of fun and just like supplement and just like kind of have that stuff there but then after a while it's like okay and i'm done yeah uh but when i when i was younger i i remember i'm that way when i'm just like sitting Mm -hmm. alone like i could do this for like 20 minutes yeah and and then i need to i need to like be with people or like put on a podcast or something or feel like i'm in like around people. oh yeah i could be in my apartment for a week and not talk to anybody (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty jealous (laughs) anyway sorry to interrupt um but yeah the first time i made somebody laugh i remember it was i was called into the office i think it was fifth grade um it was for something. I think uh, I forget what it was. I think they wanted to give me a note or something. And I was waiting outside the principal's office or something. And there was a there was like a girl next to me, um, and like we just started talking because we were children. Um, and then I forget what I was talking about, but I I was making observations about different things and just joking about them. And then I was like, oh, I'm like in, like as I was doing it, I was like, I'm doing a thing. Yeah. And this is... This is something that makes sense to me. Yeah. And then I just like... And then later I was like, oh, I've done this before. These are... And like, I now I would just be like, these are bits. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. And I just remember just like, oh, yeah. Like, this is a person who's like, oh, I like this person because they're doing this thing. (laughs) And I was like, and I do that thing. And it was just like this... It was like this realization for me that it was just like, oh, am I kind of funny or am i somebody who can talk to people because <laughs> before that it was just like yeah i have like four friends and they're cool i don't need to talk a lot <laughs> um and it was just like oh like this communication thing is a thing you have the ability now mm-hmm. to, to do, do it. something and yeah. you did you find yourself that becoming more of a part of your personality yeah i think especially especially early on when i was younger and sometimes even now i think so much of uh my i guess social personality or just like who i am in different groups is like oh that's mike he's the funny one (laughs) and uh which also is sometimes uh difficult yeah it Um, can be exhausting when people have that expectation mm -hmm, of you or even i remember there was a group of people i would hang out with in high school where like i would constantly think like oh if i'm not funny do they want me around yeah oh yeah Um, yeah when you put all of your self-worth that's something that i personally Mm -hmm. am like struggle with with my own thoughts and my mental yeah. health and everything is like finding worth for myself yeah. beyond being the funny one yeah i think even to personal relationships i think a lot of times if i'm talking to somebody it's like oh like if i were to not be funny on this like encounter like would they be into me yeah like am i or am i am i this uh which is is such a it's such a self-esteem or just like seeing yourself for who you are type of thing like issue like i'd have to get over uh but it's just like if i can have a conversation with you that's not jokey then i'm immediately more interested than if like i'm like making you die and yeah. kneel over 
from you know my my incredible way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And also there right. for me also there's a little bit of like feeling self-conscious about even mm-hmm. the fact that I'm describing myself as like oh, yeah. the funny person. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? I... It's like it's like why am I so fucking good? <laughs> like yeah, I, I can be the funny person. Yeah, I've gotten I've gotten over that a little bit, which I still I still hate it cuz I always sound very cocky when I say it. But um especially when I go back home cuz back home is like not a, it's like people at my church or like my mom or my family i'm still the quiet one in certain sectors but like when i'm talking to people i'm just like oh yeah no i did this and they're like oh wow and i'm like yeah i'm funny (laughs) and like just say it straight just like with nothing and i think my confidence from that is like oh no i i like i perform a lot in the city Mm -hmm. i like have done things that other people haven't been able to do Mm -hmm. and like i have been paid to do comedy before like i am technically speaking professionally funny yeah um so even if i'm not being funny it's like yeah no uh there is what is it there was a quote on there was a quote in was it the don't think twice Mm -hmm. uh the improv movie that uh mike berbiglia made um and chris gethard is talking about his like job at the grocery store oh yeah and he fuck that scene uh, fucked me up so much that scene was that scene was like hard yeah and like he was talking and he was just like hey like I'm out here giving samples to people at the grocery store and they don't think I'm anything. Yeah. But I know every night that I go out on stage and I kill yeah. and I crush, but like he nobody says, like, knows. I have a s- special secret gift mm-hmm. that nobody that, knows Like about. nobody knows about. And like I've related to that so much because I was just like, yeah, like every almost every night of the week I'm like in some basement bar doing my thing and people are receiving it relatively well. Yeah. But just like people at my day job don't know that yeah like people in my family haven't seen that but it's like i like i've seen it and it's such a weird it's such a weird thing where it's like yeah i kill <laughs> but i'm also just like yeah no i've killed before yeah and like just oh, like that's be- the best feeling in the yeah, world just, also and you- yeah so it's just accepting like yeah no this is a skill that i've done a skill that i try to market and it's like i can do this yeah um so it's just like that's also the the best way to think about it mm-hmm. is like because anybody who thinks that they can't do it they i mean they won't probably be able to do it yeah. until they at least have some sense that they can do it oh yeah know? my my improv is 100 percent confident <laughs> like i um before shows like people will be like okay yeah we're about to do it. i'm like no i'm we're about to crush it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like just i think it's like that just like no fear just like not having fear just allows you to do whatever you want which like makes it better it's like I hate saying things like, you gotta put it out into the universe. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, well, the universe eats energy and changes it into other things. So yeah. that means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I feel that way about but, this. Yeah. I have no concept of knowing whether or not people listen to this. I, yeah. I don't even know if they have that ability to tell me that online. Yeah. I haven't even looked for it. Yeah. But what I like is I like, I feel confident talking to people. Yeah. Um, and I like, you know, talking to you. I like talking mm-hmm. to everybody I've had on and you know just put it out into the universe Mm -hmm. if people like it they like it if something happens from it cool if not i still got to you know do this cool thing yeah share these conversations with people Mm -hmm. um i think it's probably a good place to throw in our last plugs yeah last plug section mike what do you got to plug um yeah uh like i said before uh north coast presents anybody at the Connolly theater uh we will be there from september 20th uh to i believe the 23rd uh we have a show i think it's like 
Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, two on Saturday, I believe it is. Uh, and it's it's going to be a blast. Uh, I don't think I've ever been able to talk about promoting a show and just really say like, oh, it will actually be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels great to just be like, yeah, no, I know for a fact that these will be five great shows. Yeah. Uh, we have a track record of doing great things. Uh, and I think people will really enjoy it. So please come out and support. Um, and like, you get to hear me uh, try to rap as all my favorite rappers, <laughs> as historical figures. Uh, and, you know, one of these days I'm going to get to play like a Malcolm X or somebody. <laughs> oh, and man. it's going to be lit. That so incredible. don't miss out, yeah. you know, because also uh, I would, I hey, I'd play Jackie Kennedy. I don't, <laughs> I'll do it. And she will rap like Missy Elliott. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. You got to come out. We've been working really hard into it, uh, putting like a lot of work in. So uh, ideally, these performances are going to be better than all the other ones. Uh, also, My Mama's Biscuits, catch us in Hell Yes Fest in November uh, if you're around New Orleans. Also, um, you got a great Instagram presence, My oh, Mama's Biscuits. Okay, My Mom, like you have to follow My Mama's Biscuits on Instagram because soon I will be going through and doing commentary on all of the HBO show Insecure, and it's going to be so funny. That's awesome. Do not miss those Instagram stories, because I have a lot to say about Issa and Lawrence, and it's going to be incredible. I haven't seen the new season yet. Um, oh, oh, The first season is unreal. Oh, so good. Get so caught up, because I'm doing it, and it's going <laughs> to be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I, I love those people with all my heart, and uh, you can find us uh, on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, uh, My Mama's Biscuits. It's easy to spell. Uh, and just like, yeah, follow us, see our shows. Uh, go see North Coast Connolly Theater, September 20th to the 23rd. Please look us up. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Where can people find you personally online? Me personally? Uh, I, I do not have my own site. Uh, you can follow my Instagram. I believe all my social media things are under this is Mike Pool, uh, Pool with an E at the end, uh, the rest of it, how it's normally spelled. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I post some mean Snapchat stories once every couple of, couple of weeks. Uh, my favorite one I've ever done was, uh, it was on New Year's. I had a cake mix box and it was all around happy New Year's. I'm baking a cake. (laughs) And it was the ugliest cake I've ever made. And then I devoured the entire thing. (laughs) And that's what I did to start 2017. So I'm crushing it. Um, so Follow Mike at all those places. Yes. Um, for me, my plugs. Um, I'm back on Twitter as opposed to last week. I said that I wasn't going to be on Twitter anymore, <laughs> but I still plugged my Twitter account. And then I realized that um, I thought that Twitter was worsening my mental health, but it was actually mm-hmm. making it better mm-hmm. because I felt like I had a little online community of people mm-hmm. and I could just have an outlet for whatever dumb fucks came into my head. Yeah. Um, so uh, follow me on Twitter at Yari. That's uh, Yari with nine A's Y A A A A A A A A A R I. Um, I if you're not going to be at Mike's show on uh, the twenty third, I'm also producing a show at Legion Bar. Um, so if you're not at my show, go to Mike's show because he's having three other. He's having at least three others. Yeah, oh, we're doing five shows. Yeah, so um, go to if you're not at my show, please go to Mike's show. Yeah. Um, but the lineup for that is being finalized as we speak. We have great comics we have um alumni of the cast and now it's called the cast um mm-hmm. jess tom we have nadia pinder gregory w hall um um jenny jufre and kevin delano are doing a sketch 
Um, and we're going to have a couple more people added um, that, and I'm sure I'm forgetting other people, but that's going to be a fantastic oh, show. Yes. Um, so Go to, to one that. of our shows. Yeah. If one you, of them. Yeah. Um, and um, I don't know if I have anything else. I feel like I have something on the 11th, uh, but I'm not yeah. sure. But like, if you're listening to this, you found me online. Mm-hmm. So like, I'll post about it on Twitter or Facebook yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So do that um and thanks mike yes. for um for coming this is like the easiest one that yeah, i ever had to do because you're you're just the conversation flows like wine oh, yes. yeah also shout out to angela palladino one more time <laughs> <laughs> one more time shout out to angela palladino um, doing big things go for it <laughs> um and i want to close out um the guitarist from steely dan passed away this morning steely dan's one of my favorite groups and I'm going to close out. Uh, you were talking about Deacons earlier, mm-hmm. and my favorite Steely Dan song is actually Deacon Blues. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to edit that into the end of the podcast um, because that song uh, is amazing and uh, wanted to give tribute to a group that is important to me. Yes. So um, thank you guys so much, and have a great week. Bye.